Hello and welcome to the Mr. Rolling Podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten, and as usual, I'm joined by JJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJ
Um, but we held our own. We were really, 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 I don't quite want to say pragmatic, but I think we we we, we kind of did what we did well, very well. Uh, and we kind of didn't participate in other parts of the game, like trying to keep the ball against them, that kind of thing. Um, I think we just about deserved to go in, go in one nil up. Um, I think there's probably probably a penalty if Danilo hadn't put the ball in the back of the net, uh, which I suppose is, is by the by. Um, but yeah, I, I, all in all, I, I don't think I can have any complaints from the first half. JJ, how about you? Um, it was utterly dull. Um, it was so boring uh, that nothing was happening, uh, which was great. <laughs> I turned, I, I, we, Jacob, I was in Nottingham on the day. Jacob came over to my house. We watched it together uh, alongside my uncle and family. Um, hello, Lila, hey, if Gary. you're listening. Um, and yeah, it, I turned to Jacob and I said, this is pretty boring. Um, but I'll take boring because a point is, if we get a point in this game, it's completely fine. Sorry, my dog's going to skits. Um <laughs> Sorry, uh, a point in this game would be completely fine, um, but I, 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 I can't watch the highlights back because we'll, we'll come to it. But I just can't watch the ending back because it was utterly painful. But other than the Danilo goal, I can't really tell you too much about the first half. Uh, other than we did our job well, um, not much happened, but not much needed to happen. We went in at halftime, 1-0 up. Um, nice to see a little bit of luck go our way for the ball to fall to Danilo. I feel like often we see other teams get the sort of rub of the green, as they call it, uh, and Forrest don't ever really get that. Um, but if it, it felt fitting that we did get it for this one. So great finish by Danilo, who's becoming a, a really important player over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think there's a few times where Taiwo either misjudged his run or he, sh- I think it was the first half where he probably should have scored the header. Um, I don't think he he realised yes, just yeah, how much yeah. space he had. However, to counteract that, that doesn't mean he was having a bad performance because he was causing issues. And he was a bit of a problem, but I wouldn't say Brentford were on the beach, but it felt like a game that once you've gone 1-0 up, it was ours to me. They, they weren't on the beach, but they just checked into the uh, departure lounge. Yeah, they 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 were definitely not the full force that Brentford can be, um, which is understandable. But it's not. I'm not. I'm not fully committing to saying they're on the beach because they certainly, you know, they never really looked like scoring throughout the entirety of the game. But you always felt that you never know something could happen. So, yeah. I think once again, we set up right. We played well. It was a good first half. We got the tactics right. We got the team selection right. Um, and going into the half time, I was thrilled. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think we came out in the second half. And again, until... I don't think we did much wrong. Um, I think... Um, the changes, I think, the changes that, that Cooper made have kind of been discussed quite, quite, quite broadly. Um, I think the one that really sticks in a lot of people's craw is the uh, Andre Ayew change. The Taiwo, I think, a lot of people forget that Taiwo was only just coming back. I'm, I'm not saying it was the right thing to do, but he is only just coming back at the moment. So 
you know, he's probably still somewhere short of match fitness and he has played quite a lot of minutes lately. So I get that, but you know, IU is clearly a player that, that Cooper, Cooper trusts. So, you know, I, I still stick with the mantra that ours is not to, not to question King Cooper. Um, but you know, You've, people can do whatever people people, uh, people, who, people who pay their money can do whatever they like at what point does that mantra change when he continuously picks Ayu when he offers absolutely nothing and hasn't done since he's come uh, into the club I, I think that offering nothing is, is wrong I, I'm not saying he's been good but I, I think saying he offers nothing is is, is not quite right um, I, I, you know <clears throat> I think if we you know the goal that they scored and I'm sorry, I'm just checking BBC right now to make sure what I think is correct. The, right. Uh, so the goal that they scored is the only way that I saw them getting back into that match is, a, is, is an error. And uh, I'm kind of 50, I'm on the kind of on the fence as to whether or not it's an actual error as well. Um, but for me, that's that's. I'm just looking at BBC. It's still done as a Tony goal, which I find mind-bending because that to me is an, an own goal because he pushed the free kick onto the post. It came back off the post, hit him, and went in. I don't understand how that's a Tony goal. Anyway, but that what I described is how I is the only way that I saw them scoring. You know, it was a nothing free kick. I don't think he struck it well. I mean, you could say it bounced before it got to to, to Navas. I think Navas should push it away or stop it. Technically, does suppose he does push it away onto the post. I think keepers are always unlucky when he comes back off the post, hits them, and goes in. So that's where I kind of why I'm on the fence still. Um, but that was the only way I saw them getting back into the game. And then, you know, we, we have a real stroke of bad luck with Danilo getting injured. Um, and Cooper said after the game, he's one of the fittest players. That's why they chose to leave him on the pitch. And it's just a really, really, really big bag of balls of bad luck. Um, him going off, and then the the the, the silver winner. It's you know, he's, Navas is clearly impeded. Apparently, I've read somewhere that it's one of the closest or the t- tightest uh, VAR checks they've ever had to do. Um, uh, for me, I, I think he's off. I think he's onside. Um, I, I I think the TV angles never help with VAR because they're not they're not straight. So you know, I think a good example was the. If anyone saw the, the the Arsenal Man City game last week, where John John Stones John Stones scored the second goal um, on first viewing, he was five foot offside. And second, when they when they actually spin it around to the straight angle, and Ben White's playing him a foot onside, it's it's just it's a it's a it's a it's a particular view, isn't it? Type thing, I suppose. But it's so unlucky. Navas sees it late, gets down later. People say Navas should have done better. His views impeded. He, he does well to even try and get down to it, in my opinion. Um, it's just almost a kind of a, a typical ending, a typical forest ending to a game for me. Um, I mean, the, their their equaliser is a collection of errors. You can certainly point blame towards Navas. Um, you can also point blame towards the wall breaking the way it did. Um, I think you can point blame at both and you'd be right. Did it go both. through the wall? Yeah, it did. Um, Koyate jumps and sort of turns to the side and it goes through the wall. So that's their sort of one job. Um, Brighton have just scored Ooh, a 99th okay. minute penalty as we speak. Um, and I've just beaten Man United. So after fresh... Yeah. 
After thrashing <laughs> Wolves six 0 and beating Man United, that shows what a really good result Forest against Brighton was the other week. They couldn't, they couldn't beat the Reds, though, could they, mate? Couldn't, they couldn't beat the beat Reds. Red. Um, but yeah, I think the first goal was like you say the only way I could see them getting back into it. Um, I they didn't look like they could score. The second goal was just a bit shit. Um, I, it felt so utterly deflating. Um, it was one of those where once Danilo was off and we were playing with 10 men again for the last 10 minutes, which seems to be a forest thing in the minute. Um, you just, you just knew it was coming. I think it felt inevitable. And I think for 80 minutes within the game, they never felt or threatened to equalize or win. Um, and yeah. we throw it away. Um, and like three points from that game, I, I, I just can't, can't describe how vital and how big that would have been given the results that also happened that in that in this game week um i think if we had those three points which we did have in our grasp we were pretty much there um i want to travel back a bit and go back to one dry rather than just gloss over it because i do i maybe it is harsh for me to say he offers nothing but i personally think that a 50 percent fit tyro offers more and causes more disruption than a fully fit Andre Ayew because when he came yeah, on, I think, I think it was an, he was a calamity. The first thing he did was get booked for kicking out the keeper's hands or blocking the keeper's um, kick, which was just daft. Then since he, when, he, when he sort of, from when he came on, there was multiple times where we were on the break, on a counter-attack, Everyone in the room and in the ground could see the ball, the right ball to play at a time. He either made the wrong pass or made the right pass five, ten seconds too late, which slowed down a play and sort of disrupted the counter-attack. And some of the decision-making, and it isn't just him, is obviously going to be a bit of a scapegoat, but some of the decision-making in that second half was a bit slow. Uh, Some wrong decisions were made. Um, so, all in all, Ruby, sorry, my dog's going skits. Uh, she must be watching the highlights back. Um, all in all, I just think having the three points in your in your in your grasp and to throw it away like that, it, I would almost have just as been typical Forest shit away and just lost and just never be in danger no of getting the three points because. It felt worse than a loss, if that makes sense. It felt more deflating, um, and it just felt one of those big moments in the season that, you know, hopefully we don't look at the end of the season and go, if only, you know, we held on for another 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I just so there's two points and I wanted to, 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 to come back on was the, the one about the 50% fit Taiwo. That just means he's going to get injured, mate, if he's running at 50%. Uh, and um, what about the, um, Jordan, uh, Andre Aoui, sorry, kick it, getting booked for kick it, for blocking the keeper's kick? That's a peculiar one because you see it happen all the time, not, not necessarily quite to the extent that he did, but players block keepers a lot more than they used to and get away with it. I think I mean, somebody, please correct me in the, if I'm wrong in the in the comments or the reply to us on Twitter or whatever, but I'm sure the law is that if the keeper's got it in his hands, if you literally like move to block him, as as every every striker does at the minute, 
that should be a yellow card. So I just I found it odd that the referee felt the need to book someone who'd been on the pitch for 30 seconds for doing that rather than booking someone who'd been doing it all game. Not necessarily yeah. in our game, but just in general. It's a peculiar um, so there's, there's little things. So at the start of the season, referees get told to look out for particular things. Um, that's why, you know, it was the World Cup. One of the things they got told to look out for was uh, time wasting. That's why there was so much time, the time added on. Um, there's always a, like a, a directive at the start of the season to say, look out for this particular thing. Um, that's why there's, there's weird things around um, certain things get called up on quite often. Yeah, I, I just... Andre, I use calamity to mean I can't. <laughs> I can't see. I can't see uh, yeah. how. I mean, I don't. Dennis is obviously not a light flight replacement for Taiwo. N- neither is Surridge, but I still would like to see both of them ahead of Ayu uh, on the pitch. And yeah, sure, he's trusted by Cooper, but I'm yet to see anything from him that shows. Um, that that faith that Cooper places in him, and I, I think that's a decision that he continuously gets wrong. And I do think he took Tayo off a bit too early in this game. Um, I don't think. T- I mean, when I talk about Tayo running at fifty percent, that's obviously being dramatic. He wasn't at fifty percent when he was playing. He was certainly more than that. Um, uh, he looked he looked shattered when he came off. Yeah, I don't know. I just think wrong move. Um, but obviously, oh, I, I agree. But there isn't a target man on the bench, is there, to put on? Unless you literally come to the bench and went, um, Toflo's tall, let's put him up front. I just, this is <clears> next <throat> season, uh, the powers that be at Forest, get your bloody free agent signed. He's a man called Keenan Davis. Imagine Taiwo causing havoc, oh. the defenders looking to the bench, Keenan Davis is coming on. Oh, nightmare, nightmare. Just, just- just to add to that as well, I'm getting a bit frustrated that Everton are finally playing James Garner. Uh, we'll get him for cheap. It's, it's, when wonderful, they go down. it's wonderful for James Garner, but um, I'm, I was kind of hoping that he would get jarred off with being there and not playing and, and want to come back and play in the Gary Baldy. But well, well, we might get him for cheap when they go down. Um, but let's, Garner, man. Let's, let's take some positives. Um, Danilo, I think, is becoming really important to us. It's such a shame that he went off injured, but there was a video that came out either today or yesterday on his Instagram which showed him running in training. So if he's back and available for the running, he's going to be a big player, uh, something special. Ryan Yates was back on the pitch. I think he's going to be key for the running, showing the grit and determination. Uh, Koyate, whilst he did turn away in the wall and maybe was a bit sloppy in his return, He's getting more minutes. Or anything, is he, so? He's not, but he's coming back. He's, he's available as an option, so that's good mm-hmm. to see. Um, Aurier's obviously now back. He's had a few games. He's getting his minutes in. Mangala's he, banging form. Mangala's playing well. Um, I think dropping Froyler has been the right decision. Uh, Niakate, Felipe and Joe Worrell, to me, look like they're getting quite settled and look like quite a nice partnership. Um, and whilst Navas has thrown a few goals... He is still pretty damn good. So yeah. it's we're looking quite strong, I think. I think, yes, it might be silly to say when we've only won one game in the last however, but for the running, I think we can be quite positive that there is definitely something there. We're cooking something, I think. Cooking up. Which brings us nicely, Joshua, onto the uh, preview in the Southampton game, which is on Bank Holiday Monday, 
which is the 8th of May, I want to say. 8th of May. Um, 8 o'clock kickoff. Um, we won't be there because you live in in uh, the Grim North and it's... And I don't want to go on my own because it's scary. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> we, we are not going there. We, we'll be watching and we'll probably do a podcast after, but... I don't want to say that. I'm confident. It's, if there's ever a definition of a must win, this is the game. Um, hear, me, hear me out. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing in my head. Is it's a it's a it's a Steve Cooper three four three. There's oh, who's he gonna play? Who's he gonna play? Who's oh he gonna play? He's gonna play. Jesus, you're like clairvoyant. This is amazing. He's gonna play Mangala and Danila. Oh no, no. What's he gonna do? No, I think he's going to go 4-3-3 and he's going to have Mangala, Danilo and Yates and we're going to bully them and I think it's going to be 4-0. God, you need a second career as a sidekick. That was incredible. I don't know how you did that. Wow. I don't know what I don't know what you went for there. Uh, yes. Back to, Mystic Meg, Mystic Brick. Back to an actual point. Uh, definition of a must win. Um, we're extremely lucky that this falls uh, at home. I think that's going to be huge. The city ground will be bouncing. Um, we have to look at this game as as three points, but we can't look at this game as a guaranteed three points because that's just not the way football works. Um, I think Southampton might play a little bit of the shackles off because they're almost. I think they're almost resigned to to this their is, fate. This is their this is their last roll of the dice, isn't it? They're, they're, for us looking at Southampton going, that looks like three points. Southampton will certainly be looking at Forest and going, that looks like three points. So oh, I'm 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 really nervous. Uh very nervous. But equally confident think- at the same time. I, I think we've got enough to beat them, but I just think the pressure and it's it's not gonna be a fun day. And I think Everton and Leicester games are both before us. If the results all go away, which you you think they will looking at the fixtures, uh, and it gives us a chance to get out of the the relegation zone that night, uh, three points clear of a few other teams down below. Um, it could be a very special night, and Southampton are one of those weird teams where they're obviously they've had their managerial problems. They have got a few promising young players there. Um, I just think it's one of those where it's just not the right time to, to bed them in. And in a few years' time, you could probably see what they're going to be doing, but I don't think they've got the commodity of time right now. So I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any mean, um, but it's not it's not going to be fun. But I, I'm, I'm certainly predicting a first win. Um, I'll be watching through through my fingertips, so to speak, Um yeah. For Ruby's tiny claws. For Ruby's tiny claws. Go on, put your put your put your money on the line, Joshua. What are you going for? Oh, let me think what I'm sensing. I'm seeing in my mind's eye a Cooper four three three. Uh no. I think um I I would love I would love this to be an opportunity for Forrest to pick up a few goals. Not win one nil, but convincingly win. Um I'm going for 3-0. 3-0? Yeah. I think a, a big, 
For fucking hell, fair enough. I just think it, it's a good chance to get to score a few goals and get the confidence going uh, and get those three points. And, you know, looking at the table at the minute, three points could be enough, you know? Uh, so yeah. just yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, you can never guarantee, you never know what's going to happen in football. Leeds could turn around and beat Man City the weekend. Highly unlikely, but you just never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> that might be the silliest thing you've ever said in your life. Have come on, football's a crazy <laughs> thing. I don't see it happening for one second, but you never oh, know. Oh, 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 oh. Solo. Remember when <laughs> Watford beat Liverpool? All right, but mate, <laughs> you're talking about probably the, like the best Premier League team of all time. They're gonna. They're gonna they're gonna waste Sam Allardyce, mate. Listen, Forrest got a point against Man City. Anything's possible. Yeah, but Sam Allardyce in King Cooper, is he? Well, he's better. If what he says is anything to go by. He's better. Oh, than he's, pep a, he's an absolute mug. Let's just be Let's thankful be that thankful. we we stuck by Steve Cooper because Leeds is a great uh, insight into what could have been having. Sam Allardyce come in with four games to go because Sack and the manager didn't work. 100%. I said there, one, one win could be enough. Look at the table, Jacob. How many points do you theorise is enough for us to be safe? I'm thinking 34 looks safe to me. I, I think... Four games left, twelve on offer. I think, I think five five points is safe. So I think thirty five. Thirty five is usually what you need, isn't it? I think it's normally like thirty seven is a magic number, but well, they normally say forty, don't they? But it's, it's not been that I can't, high. I can't, I can't see many teams getting to forty this season. There's I, a lot I, of shit I down think, there. I think thirty five is enough. I, I think Chelsea's a very I'm not saying they're gonna get relegated by any stretch of the imagination, but I know that and I know they only need one one point for safety, but they they are in complete and utter free fall. Yeah. Um, we've we've got I really hope Fat Frank doesn't get sacked before our game uh, against well, them because we should be looking at well, Southampton and Chelsea as a good opportunity to pick up points. Their, their next game's Brighton, isn't it? That's their game in hand. They're not gonna win that. They might snatch a draw, that's the point they need, but yeah, they're there in complete and utter free fall. Imagine, imagine if it was Chelsea, Everton, and Southampton. <gasps> it would never happen. It would never happen. But um, Lee, you just Ma- said that you beat Man City, my mate. <laughs> I think there's more chance of Chelsea going down than Leeds beating Man City. That's probably true. Uh, probably true. Um, I, my three are Leeds, Everton, Southampton. Um, I think you're right. I, I just that's the three at the minute. I think what it's we've bad. got, what what we've got, which other clubs don't in the minute, um, is we've we we're back. I know I've just slated Andre Ayew for the podcast, but we've we're back in the players. Um, we're Some back in it. <laughs> well, most of us are. We're back in the manager, uh, which is unprecedented. Uh, the fan base is largely on side in a home atmosphere, even when we lose. Uh, whereas you know you see Leeds fans booing, you see, you've seen a lot of stuff from Leeds on social media, particularly with the video of the players ignoring the kid that didn't do them any favors. 
You've got Leicester fans protesting the ownership all the time. You've got Everton protesting the ownership every time and booing and leaving early when they're getting battered. So we're, we need to carry that faith forward um, and really use that as our, our focal point to get us through this. Um, I think there's a lot of shit down there, but I think the the difference in what makes us stand out is Forest on Magic on and off the pitch. Hey, that is a that is a glorious point to, to to end this podcast on, JJ. So if you're listening for the first time, thank you for finding us. And if you're listening again, we love you. You reds. <laughs>